You take an ancient dinosaur god and some toxic waste. You get a monster who stomps around and tries to eat your face. You take some kaiju media, some assholes and a mic. You get a podcast that'll make you rethink your whole life. So come watch Godzilla with Podzilla, king of the casters with NBN Brandon and Jasper, who's a dog. Welcome to Podzilla, king of the casters. I'm your host, NB Nightingale. And I'm your other host, Brandon. Our producer, Jasper, is waking up right now. Which is something that is funnier if you know he's a dog, but you wouldn't have to worry about if you didn't know he was a dog. Ah, yes. The bit's getting old, folks. We might have to drop it, but we can't (laughs) not mention Jasper, because we wrote him into the fucking theme song. (laughs) (laughs) It's too late to back out now. Alright, so, Brandon, what movie are we talking about this week? Well, this week we are talking about a very different movie than what we were previously been talking about. We are talking about the 2017 anime 3D movie, Godzilla, Planet of the Monsters from 2017. Available on Netflix. Not that we're shills. But it's a very exciting time for our podcast because, I mean, we have done, we did the 98 Godzilla, but that's not really part of the Toho house. It's an American production. And this is our first Toho film outside of their Showa era. In our last episode, we discussed the uh, differences a bit uh, in preparation for this, I believe. Uh, But, yeah, we are in the Rewa era, which started with Shin Godzilla and has followed through with three anime films uh, with heavy continuity between them on Netflix. Uh, So, yeah, that's very exciting. And nothing else is exciting about this movie. Woo! Yeah. This is going to be one of those episodes, folks. Yeah. Uh, so, but we're, before we get into that, we're going to do some, uh, we got some bits and goofs and gaffs and all that and laughs. Indeed. So, we're going to argue, okay. as we often do. I'm ready. I don't know what no one's about to tell me, but I'm, I'm ready. Brandon. Yes. Does a possessed house count as a kaiju? A possessed house? Yes. Hmm. So it's huge, it's kaiju-sized, and it's a living thing, and it's a monster. Hmm. A monster house, if you will. Oh, no. (laughs) So is Monster House a kaiju film? Okay, okay, so... Okay, I'll give it to you. It is more of a it is more of a kaiju film than Boys in the Hood from a few episodes back. By the way, folks, that was a that was a conversation we had a few episodes back. In case you're skipping around, Boys in the Hood is a kaiju film in spirit. The kaiju of racism looms large. <laughs> yes, and then in Monster House, the literal spirit of a dead woman is encompassing the house, and um. The house does chase them at the end. I I think you're right. I think Monster House is a kaiju movie. Okay, so now, using that logic, if we extend it that a living house is a kaiju. Okay. It's a living hotel of kaiju. A living hotel. Yes. I 
I don't think this is going to go into Hotel for Dogs as a kaiju It's not. Movie. The Hotel for Dogs... <laughs> it, listen, the hotel itself is its own character in that movie, but that's not where I'm going. A literally living, breathing, evil hotel. In essence. Okay, I, are you going to say The Shining is a kaiju movie? Yes, it is! Okay, 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 okay. Okay. I do not think that The Shining is a kaiju film because the difference between Monster House and The Shining is the Monster House... The Shining never makes a scary face. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the, sh- the, the, the motel... Or the hotel. The Overlook Hotel. Yeah, the Overlook Hotel. We were calling never... it The Shining, as if that's the name of the hotel. <laughs> the, yeah. the movie. I when mean they're the staying movie. at The Shining <laughs> Resort. If there was a Shining Resort, I'd be a little concerned. I'd go to The Shining Resort. They have, like, little little touristy... Depending accents. on what room you get, sometimes you open it and uh, two actors uh, want it, are, you know, blowing each other in a bear suit. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, okay. I do not, I think that Monster House could definitely qualify as a kaiju film because the it is a physical being of monster that attacks them and is, as you said, literally chases them at the end of that movie. And yes, I did play the PS2 video game. It's pretty good. So, I think that is a kaiju because it is a definitive monster. Whether it's through spiritual means... Instead of just a big old like monster that makes I don't think it makes that big of a difference. It is a beast. It is a creature with sharp teeth that has a scary face that hunts you down. And you don't want to get like the scene where they're getting like almost eaten by that thing was horrifying. <laughs> but um compared to in the The I, Overlook Hotel eats you too. It eats your soul when you die in it, and you end up in the picture at the end. And or maybe people who were at the Overlook get reincarnated. It's an ambiguous ending that, uh, but I think it's like if you die there, you end up in the picture. But it is ambiguous because Kubrick is a pretentious twat that I love, <laughs> but he's also pretentious. And also, oh my god, the making of The Shining was very problematic. I'm so sorry for Shelley Duvall. But also, that movie's fucking amazing. 10 out of 10. Was Kubrick the kaiju all along? Kubrick is the kaiju. <laughs> oh, <God>. oh. <laughs> My co-host just fell off the couch. <laughs> oh, God. Let's get the seat back. <laughs> so, um... The Overlook Hotel is a kaiju. <laughs> okay. It is very difficult to quantify such a thing at that point because um, he the mom it doesn't have big gnashing teeth and tries to eat you and I feel like may if we're going with the with your definition of boys in the hood is a kaiju film then yes I think The Shining would also be considered a kaiju film no but it's a separate argument because I was going for the spirit of the kaiju film in that Boys in the Hood follows many of the same plot beats and. Okay. Of, a, of a traditional kaiju film. But I'm just... I don't think The Shining does, but I do think that the Overlook Hotel is a giant fucking monster <laughs> and therefore would count as a kaiju. I feel like we'd have to say that for every single property that has something slightly spooky in it. 
Like it, it, it's it's broadening it too. But, I mean, far. it's very explicit that the Overlook is alive in The Shining. Yeah, well, like I don't know. It's it's not a particularly, you know, it doesn't grow on legs and start chasing down the guy at the end of the movie. If it did, then then boom, it's a kaiju. I feel like. Could we define a kaiju as something that has the ability to chase you? <laughs> I, I'm trying to think of, of definitive kaiju that, that doesn't apply to, and I guess I can't. Exactly. So. I think that that's our new definition of kaiju, folks. It has to be able to chase you. Okay. So the monster house is a kaiju. Yes. The Overlook Hotel is not a kaiju. Yes. If the Overlook Hotel had wheels, kaiju. <laughs> you know, I've actually met the voice of the monster house. Really? Yeah. Kathleen Turner voices the monster house. Oh my goodness. Actress who played Jessica Rabbit, folks. And, you know, also a bunch of live action roles that were very acclaimed. But she was Jessica Rabbit and the Monster House, and that's what I'll always remember. <laughs> the two starring roles. Yes. Oh my goodness. But uh, yeah. So that that's her definition. It's got to be able. It's got to be able to chase you. It's got to be able to move. Okay. That definitively does say that we'll do an episode on Monster House one day, though. I can see it. That could be a fun Halloween episode. We'll see. Yeah. Talk about how ass the animation is in that. Speaking of ass animation, Godzilla, <laughs> Planet of the Monsters, segueing back. <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. So this, obviously, we got to go into what that monster do because it's a mainstay. And actually, for once, this is the most applicable Brandon's skill set has ever been to what that monster do. Because it's always been tenuous at best. <laughs> like, character design isn't even his forte within the animation world. <laughs> it's rigging. It's yes. how shit moves. Yeah. But this is an animated movie. And so, what that monster do, Brandon? Okay, so, um, it's very important. So this movie was made in 2017. And it was a, it's a 3D it's you know cg movie everything is 3d yep so i think that overall the movie looks fine it's not great a lot of the time but it's not terrible either yeah it's serviceable for the this kind of movie like the critique i get i would say from this movie for most of it other than the monsters that i'm about to get into <laughs> it's not about the visuals like, I could, if a movie had the better plot and structure and fun stuff and had the, the exact same visual level, I'd be perfectly fine with that. But the monsters, though. Oh, they look so fucking they, bad. I think it's, it seems like it's a curse where when a 3D anime, if they include monsters, they almost always look like absolute trash. Which is weird. Just like, you can, you're, like, the texturing on, like, human skin isn't that bad or anything yeah. just turn that shit green or something they don't they don't stylize it enough so the human characters yeah. in the movie look fine they yeah. they have that sort of anime looking cartoon style that fits with them well like that style transitioned well into 3d they have a more 2d aesthetic to their faces and designs it was a good choice it fits them a lot that fits them well but i don't know why but with the monsters in this movie 
they just said, fuck it, just make a 3D model and then put no effort into, it's called tune shading oh, in shading. 3D. It just looks like someone made, like, took a took a piece of their own shit and sculpted that shit oh, into the oh. shape of Godzilla. That's, um, I mean, tune shading is like the good stuff. Like oh, on the human oh. characters. That's tune shading where you're you're rendering it not in a realistic way, but in a, a flat color way. So instead of the computer program going, oh, like, what's the 50 shades of light, you know, that are bouncing off this and everything, you just tell it, no, 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 don't worry about that. Just change it to, like, a single shadow with a single, like, opacity to it. Yeah. So that's why the human characters work. But with the monsters, they just say, fuck it. Just run it like realistic lighting. And it looks terrible. It looks so bad. Like, the humans look fine. The vehicles, everything else is pretty good. But then, like, the monsters show up, and there there was this berserk anime, this 3D berserk anime from a few years back that had the same problem where a lot of the stylization for it looked pretty good on, the on like, the humans and stuff, but then, like, these 3D monsters show up, and they just have no idea how to stylize them correctly. Like, they look like, um... Like, you could tell me, you could show me those 3D dragons that show up at a certain Oh, they're part. called Servums. I just looked that up, actually. Servums, okay. That is the official canon name for Ooh. them. They look like fucking Nazgul, but... Wait, are Nazgul the... Nazgul are the riders. They're not the dragons that they ride, right? I, Lord think, of the Rings? I think the Nazguls are the riders. Oh, fuck. They look like... The, the fucking dragons that the Nazgul ride. Though. Yeah, but like, imagine they were rendered in like 1992, <laughs> like pre Toy Story one. Imagine Peter Jackson was just like he brought Hobbit. Uh, he brought the quality of the Hobbit to the Lord of the Rings films. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there you go. So the dragon things look terrible, and I think it's also something to do with this style they chose because in a 3D anime. It works for the humans that they lowered that frame rate. Yeah. Because you notice they're sort of a little more choppy, but it works because, like, that's the style. It's 2D aesthetic. But they did the same thing for the drag for the monsters, Godzilla included. And it just, with the more realistic lighting, CG has this big thing to, that they have to go over where when things get more realistic, yeah. you notice the limitations more. Yeah. Like, if this was a 2D animated movie, you wouldn't feel that way about a lot of stuff. So... Anyways, the dragon things look fucking terrible. They look so bad. <laughs> they they look like bumpy, very. They don't look like they even have textures on them. It's just like a like a dark purple material yeah. with lighting. It does not work. Goddamn servums. Yeah, them servums. I will not remember that name. <laughs> so they and then Godzilla himself. So I don't. I'll talk about how Godzilla looks, and then you Which can... Which one, though? <laughs> oh, yeah. I was going to save that for the story, but there are two Godzillas in this movie. They look the exact same. One's just really a lot bigger. One, they just scaled the rig by about ten. Yeah. <laughs> Whoop. So, um... The Godzilla in this movie looks very similar to if you've seen the MonsterVerse Godzilla, in that he he's a lot... We call punchier. him Thick Boy here. Yeah, he's Thick Boy. He's he's thicker yeah. around. He he looks more like, you know, when they designed him, they wanted to think, oh, if a creature this big existed, like, how would they have to support themselves? So he's a lot rounder around. He's a lot rounder and thicker. So that's, um, this Godzilla and this movie looks a lot similar to that. The differences really just being that his head is bigger in this movie, and it's 
it's a different kind of uh, design shape. Because with um, Monster vs. Zilla, you know, the curve of his body just goes to his head. And his head looks like a natural progression of that curve downward. So that's how his design is. But in this movie, um, Godzilla's head is distinct from the rest of his body. There isn't that as much strong of a curve all the way through. So his head's bigger. So it's it's different, but you can imagine Monster vs. Zilla, and it's it's pretty similar. Yeah. Only if you sculpted Monster vs. Zilla out of shit. That's, it sucks. It's the same... It's... I think he looks better than the, the the dragon things. He definitely does look better than the cervixes. But the it's the it's not even the modeling. It's not even the modeling on these. Serve things. them. Fuck. Serve them. Yeah. Cervix is like a vagina thing. <laughs> God. Yeah, uh, I would say that Godzilla probably looks better. <laughs> or worse. Flying vagina. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So we're gonna talk about the vulvas in the movie. <laughs> So, um... Vulvasaur. <laughs> oh, I choose you. So, um... Godzilla in the movie. His modeling is better. His rigging is better, too. Like, he moves a little nicer and better. He feels like he has weight to him. But the material is still, like, the dark, gray, purplish tone with just flash some lights on it and we're good. We don't gotta give him actual, like, 2D stylization. Which was not a good decision. And then bigger Godzilla does look better. Like, in the end yeah. of the movie, there's a real, there's a bigger one. We can go more into that a little bit. We but... never had close-ups of him, though. They're very distinctly, to show off his size, keep him at wide range. Yeah. For, it's like a cliffhanger like, thing. We get, like, It's the best part of the movie. It, it is. He it's does significantly cool the best part of the movie. He doesn't have atomic breath anymore. He has this weird, they call it, like, oscillating breath. Where, yeah. Like, it's, it's like a fucking, beam. Yeah. It, just fucking disrupts the airwaves. Yeah. And then also his tail is so big that he swings it and it just fucking causes like a like a shock wave. shock wave, yeah. It's the best looking part of the movie in terms of just feeling how big this creature is. Cuz like they defeat the little Godzilla or like the Godzilla it's about the same size as the one they fought before and then they go, "Oh, we did it." And then fucking Big Godzilla pops out of like a mountain. Like he is the mountain. It's the coolest part of the movie, and it woke me up <laughs> from my yeah. from my half sleep state. But um yeah, so Godzilla and he energy blasts instead of breathing atomic breath, which is a difference in the movie. And I do want to get into we were talking about before this or starting it. Because we riffed on this a little bit because it got pretty boring. Yeah, we um, had some jokes. About why the movie because Nolan brought up to me before this episode that they said that they only want they only could include one monster because of the budget. They said that oh like you know we only conclude Godzilla's the big kaiju because of the budget of this movie. And it's like okay, but I looked into it more, and I found that Toho specifically said to Polygon Pictures, who made the movie, not to handle the el- the anime trilogy as monster movies. They wanted them to stay away from monster battles. Is that what you read that got you pissed off while we were watching the movie? Yes. Yeah, fuck that shit. We don't come here to see angsty little anime boy (laughs) being like towards Godzilla with his fucking machine gun while angsting it up. We come here to see Godzilla 
in a fight fucking raw dogging Angiris. <laughs> exactly. That's what we're here for. Yes. So they, I guess they were trying to achieve, they're trying to go after a different demographic in this movie that was more, I think I said like a more female audience movie, but like, what? They, that's what they said. And it's, and like, I don't want to be like, I'm like, is that why everything's purple in this movie? Is that what they thought? Okay, so it's like, there's nothing about this film that feels like it's catering towards women. There's I, less female characters like than one. any of the other Godzilla films we've seen, I think. I don't know. Is it like, ooh, there's one. this cute boy, these cute boys or something. But there's not even many of those. It's like... Like, do... Like... I feel like it's... It's still very squarely a male-feeling movie. Yeah. It just isn't as good as a Godzilla film. What, no. like... Like, like... What? Like, did they like, make this being like, women like movies that make them want to go to sleep? <laughs> <laughs> like... Dads have Ma- NASCAR. <laughs> Moms have boring <laughs> movies. Yeah, moms have Godzilla Planet of the Monsters. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, a movie for me. <laughs> Dang. Dang, honey, I want to watch this movie, but like, I'm worried I'm going to keep awake the entire time. <laughs> Don't worry. So, okay, um... Anyways, finishing what I was saying about Polygon Pictures. So what's really annoying is the script, the script writer, and the director were big monster fans, and they wanted to stay to Godzilla's roots. So they tried to do to push back on that. Yeah. Only to have the co-director, who never liked Godzilla, follow Toho's orders to limit the monsters and force them to do that. So the directors were... Kobun Shizuno and Haruyuki Sashida. Do you know which one was the dick and which one wasn't? I don't know. I think we just we uh, just gotta roll the dice. Schrodinger's dick. Or wait, let me check. Let me check. Okay. Um, I don't want to. I want to do a call out post here or anything. Yeah, it's worth but, calling out. Uh, do do do. So it's uh as revealed by interviews published in late 2018. Okay, so the director, Haruyuki Soshida, he was the one, along with the script writer, Gen Urobuchi, who wanted, who were big monster fans and wanted to stay to the roots. Okay, so what you're saying is that Koban Shizuno is dead to me. <laughs> he is dead to me. Koban, Koban, if you had listened to this podcast, if you're listening, go fuck yourself. <laughs> We don't want you on. You're, you're banned from here. <laughs> yeah. We we get enough of these super cool guests. We don't need no director. <laughs> Just last week, we had... Wait, actually... I think it was the one before. Yeah, because we were... Yeah, it would be a month ago. Just a month ago, we had... Jackson Campbell... The co-host of the Greenlight Podcast on We Don't Need You, Coben. We, 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 you know, Coben, Coben, calm down. Calm the fuck down, Coben. Okay, you can be on the show, Coben. Just stop crying, (laughs) Coben. Fuck. (laughs) Yes, you are a big, strong director, Coben. Yes. 
to sleep. Go to sleep, Coben. I don't know what the fuck I just did. <laughs> I mean, I, I was watching along with the audience. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's annoying because they, they originally wanted to um, pit him against various other monsters and, and a lot of references to classic films. Yeah, there were references. Like, we got that montage which was one of the only times that we were fooled into being excited during this movie yeah at the beginning of like the world being taken over by the monsters you get like flashes of rodan and hedora and stuff doing fucked up shit yeah so what's really annoying coben we appreciate that you did that oh yeah thank you coben (laughs) <laughs> thank you good job we love you <laughs> so um you know what really makes this so annoying though what so remember when we watched this movie about 10 minutes into it we're like no no no. we want the movie about the monsters taking over we we did say that the there was a prequel novel that was released that is exactly that where like all of the monsters are fighting each other and like godzilla kills them and stuff and like how like the monsters won but we don't know how to read, Brandon. We don't! Which made this subbed anime quite confusing. Yeah! We've just been making up our own plot lines this whole time. I can't believe you guys have been trusting us about what these movies are about. Yeah, I think that's like a reporter or like a police officer. I can't tell. Those are the only two jobs we know. That's why we keep using them. <laughs> <laughs> we we just have a, a pair of dice half of it say police police officer half of it says reporter we just shake them <laughs> like we're just guessing Coben we kid yeah how much other design stuff um, so I just want to say that I think that if they wanted to do multiple monsters in this movie they definitely could have yeah so like they and, just cut the yeah. dragon things like yeah that whole um that whole rig you know flying monster that takes a good amount of stuff to do instead of a godzilla which i have to i think godzilla is probably one of the easier rigs like he's yeah. a big monster and there's lots of moving parts with him but he doesn't have wings or anything they're like cut the use they have like this tripod thing this walking tripod turret thing which looks cool for a second but they never actually like use in the film just yeah. cut that thing. That was the rigging that could have gone into a kaiju. Just give him one of the simple ones. Give me, give me Anguirus or something, or Anguirus. Yeah, Anguirus. I'll always, yeah. So, um, wait. Coben is holding up the crayon drawing he made of the turrets. Oh. He, he was very proud of it. Oh dang! Like, Coben, we we will put it up on our fridge, but you you don't have to put it in your movie, buddy. <laughs> But it's on our fridge, and I put a little star sticker on it. You, you did a good job, buddy. He did. It's it's pretty neat. But, like, I'm the only one where... Okay, I think by this point, that's about all the design stuff I have, is that there's a lot of fine-looking movie, but the monsters look bad, which is really disappointing, because that's the reason we watch these movies. Yeah. Um, why don't we get into the plot of this now? Because a lot of the things I want to say involve things that you... You, you understand if you know about the plot. <laughs> yeah, we'll go into that after I 
Coben's getting a little restless. I'm going to put him down for his nap. We can play a commercial. And then we'll talk about the plot. Don't worry. We'll soothe him to sleep with this upcoming commercial. Good night, sweet prince. You're the best director in the world. Modern Kurosawa. Good night, Coben. Good night. What the For all those times you wished you had a camera, get the only one-time use camera loaded with Kodak Max Film. Hold it. Because no matter how difficult your subject is, gotcha. You blinked. You'll get better pictures more often. One more. Smile. Never mind. I think I got it. Max one-time use cameras from Kodak. Well, that was a good commercial. Oh, fuck, it was too loud. I woke him up. Coben, uh, Coben, go back to sleep. Go back to sleep. Do you want, do you want to play some, do you want to, wants to play some Plan the Monsters ASMR? The little, the little pew-pews? Pew-pew-pew-pew-pew. Okay, he's I back. am, I am killing Godzilla with a rock slide. <laughs> Using the time stone to go forward twenty thousand years in the future. <laughs> <laughs> All right, don't worry. We'll, ma- we'll we'll make it make sense. Let's talk about the plot. <laughs> Can we make the plot make sense? Okay, I'm gonna. So we're gonna of... try, and I- I'm going to try and explain okay. the plot as yes. I understood it. Okay, I I don't think I will have much to add, but we'll see. Okay, so. We start in media res with a uh, with a lot of res going on in that media, and uh, there's like a, a young military dude named Hirua. He is a blue dark. He's a blue to black haired gentleman. Yes, <laughs> I think uh, it's Hirua. Or he's something. taken hostage his entire ship he's living on because they're sending off a bunch of old people on a suicide mission. Just on a planet? Uh, to check if a planet's habitable. Oh, that's what it was. Okay. I thought it just sent him out to die. <laughs> and, they, uh, and so he fails in that, and the old people go... Kaboom. And it's kind of implied that maybe the shadowy government of the uh, of the station had something to do with it. Yes. With, there's some interesting talks in this intro about, like, you know, they're all of humanity is on the spaceship and morale is low and like there's difficulties of being stuck in a spaceship for twenty years. Yeah. And I'm like, oh that's kinda neat. Like I think I wonder where that's gonna go. Yeah, but so then we find out that everyone's on this planet for the past twenty years because Godzilla and other kaiju took over the planet. Yes. And these 4,000 people are the last survivors of the... Uh, not even the last survivors of the human race, because also two different species of aliens. One, a warlike people who tried to help the planet Earth uh, fight the uh, kaiju off. And the warlike people, you know, very uncoincidentally look a lot like uh, Klingons and... Yeah. And then another race of aliens who look like 
Lord of the Rings elves uh, who were like, we see all, we see all future possible outcomes and all 14 million and six possible outcomes. We know what happens. Yes. And so can we, before we get more into it, um, that title card. (laughs) Oh, so we (laughs) were laughing about this because so before... So the intro gives us no hint as to the existence of Godzilla. It is just a spot. It is a sci-fi. It is a sci-fi movie that is just about like people living in the spaceship and stuff. Obviously, we had to click on the movie so we knew that it was a Godzilla movie. Yes. But if you like, if you were to like play this for a friend, like be like, I'm surprising you with the movie. Starts playing. They're watching this sci-fi film intro. And they're like, hmm. Then all of a sudden, Godzilla. (laughs) Planet of the Monsters. I think, I don't think there'd be a single rational person who would be like, that seems about right. (laughs) It comes out of fucking nowhere. Oh yeah, I get you, I get you. Like, it'd be like, um, like an intro of like a fantasy movie. And like with the swords, they're fighting each other, and it's an intro, and they're taking the castle and everything. And then the guy raises his banner, and then the intro: Star Wars, yeah. <laughs> like the longest time ago, <laughs> in the galaxy farthest away. Yeah, like it's so abrupt because there's not a single mention of kaiju's Godzilla, anything in that intro. But the good thing is, we do get the intro again. <laughs> yeah, because then, again, as I said, the uh, the montage about Earth being taken over, the two races of aliens that help, try to help us, and now everyone, all 4,000 surviving living people in the universe, as they can tell, are uh, floating on this uh, fucking ship. Yeah, in that in that sequence of them on Earth going on the ship, though, there's one of the only cool scenes in the whole movie, where they're going, they're you know they're being sent in spaceships to outer space to get out of the monsters. Yeah, and then there's the protagonist is a little kid and he's walking, and he and is his grandpa who we see already has died from the the very bad decision to just go to the planet. Yeah, but um, he goes, oh, your parents are in that ship, and he goes, really, and he looks at the ship, and it's like starting to fly away. And then Godzilla shows up, and he just decimates it with one of those laser blasts. And it's not like a big dramatic blast. It feels like... It feels... The plane feels like it's a fly that flew into, like, a bug sapper. Just like... Like, the fact that Godzilla put so little effort into just ruining this kid's whole life. Yeah. Like, you can see how how that kid grew up to be someone who just wants to kill that thing yeah and then so they find so the whole ship is like we only have like eight years of of sustained living possible left with what we've got on the ship we know one planet that still is habitable in the entire universe let's go back to earth Mm. and they can do that because one of the uh, the elf-looking dudes, uh, his magic green stone has given him a possible way to kill Godzilla. Yeah, I think it was... 
it's hard to figure it out because it's I was already at this point like this is so much information yeah. but um I think it was more like the they had found a way to kill Godzilla and the green thing was more like a like a like their version of a phone like a hologram phone thing yeah it looked like an infinity stone. it looked like the time stone yeah <laughs> but yeah so anyways they do that but then when they're getting down to earth they realize wait because of weird Ender's Game style uh, space logic, in which time and space run slower than time on a planet, uh, it's actually been twenty thousand years. It's only been it's been twenty years on the ship, twenty thousand off of it. Yeah. Which you know is similar to how uh, lockdown is felt. Oh, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> pretty pretty certain. But yeah, so that happens, and uh, then they're like, okay, hey, I don't see any Godzilla around. Maybe because of this time difference, he's dead. Woo! But then it's like, nope, motherfuckers, I'm alive. And then the rest of the movie's an extended but still somehow boring action sequence of uh, trying to kill Godzilla. And eventually getting him captured into a bunch of rocks. He's like, damn you, you've seen Reigns again. Yeah, Godzilla <laughs> Reigns again, again, no! no! So they, yep, they... Yes, Coben, we do understand that was an homage. Yeah, you're a very smart big boy director. Yeah, yeah, you're good. Don't mm. worry. So, um... But, uh, yeah, it's then covered uh, in rocks. they shoot the shit out of him and just fucking stab him in the back with a robot thing we hadn't seen yet. Yeah, big laser things. There's pretty some... much one of, those, one of those robot suits from Avatar. It was pretty much that. Yeah. It's weird, though. It, it's hard in the movie because it's there's so many layers that just don't do anything to add to the story. Where it's like... That it confuses it. It's like, yeah, it's like, um... It's like, not a situation where it's, oh, like, we have this new super weapon that will destroy Godzilla. It's, no, no, like, we have to time the the shots right to go to, like, not have... To penetrate Godzilla's shield? And I'm like, what? It's, it was... It was yeah, uh, unnecessarily complicated. Yeah, there's too much lore that doesn't really make a difference. Like... They shouldn't have had two races of aliens yeah. that come to Earth. Like, one at most is fine. Like, it's one of those things where that was a, that should have been a rough draft that was then yeah. altered. Like, remember the one character, like, Lee Press or something? Leland. Leland. We thought Leland was, like, a big faction of people or something. And it's just a guy. They <laughs> like... don't refer to Leland by his name to his face. Until the character dies. <laughs> so, we had no fucking idea who Leland was until it was too late to matter anymore. Yeah, it's... But, yeah. So, but yeah, they kill Godzilla, but then one of the guys is like, you know, it doesn't really make sense that Godzilla looks the exact same age and size he did when we left Earth. Even, like... 20,000 years, he should have changed his appearance a bit. And then they're like, oh shit, it's the son of Godzilla. Ah! It's Manila! It's, they Ooh. don't say it's Manila. Oh my. They Wow. <laughs> Nolan. Everyone, watch this movie. 
they kill Manila in this movie. <laughs> Canonically, they do not. They do not. But also, it's the son of Godzilla. It's Manila. Yeah. Or Godzilla Junior. No, or Godzuki. It's Manila. Manila horrifically gets killed in this film. Manila gets stabbed in the fucking back and <laughs> dies. Exactly how he lived. <laughs> but yeah, so... So yeah, so then... Fucking mountain explodes, uh, and... Our Godzilla, who is now fucking miles high and long... Huge. Just comes up from the ground and wipes out the presumably kills the main character which we then find out he didn't actually yeah. he's all injured in his little his little thing yeah like, and cut to credits yes before uh the end credit scene so i need to bring you all in on something that happened during the movie. so i told i have seen this film before brandon has not well now he has but i've seen it twice and he's only seen it once while the film was going, I made the uh, I made the joke that it's pretty much the M Night Shyamalan film after Earth once they get to the planet, and Brandon misunderstood. And what what do you think it, after Earth was Brandon? I when I heard after Earth, I thought Nolan meant Battlefield Earth. <laughs> The John Travolta film based upon the L. Ron Hubbard book. Yes. Where cavemen fly jets and shoot rockets at aliens. But yes, so Brandon was super excited because he thought, oh, there's going to be cavemen on Earth. Like they're going to get back to the planet and there's going to be like people banging sticks together and shit. And I was like, this is going to be so good. <laughs> like... And then the end credit scene comes, and our main character, Hirua Sakanaki, or Sakaki, I don't know, <laughs> or Dukakis, uh, he uh, wakes up after almost getting killed by Godzilla in a cave where a cave woman is tending to his wounds, and that's what we're left with in this first film of the trilogy. Yes. So does did that match up with the story as you understood it? I think so. Yeah, I think um, there. That's about it. Yeah, like big Godzilla show up and then he destroy crew, and he was the only big monster on screen. And, I, and somewhere in there, they were attacked by the little dragon things. But like, yeah, yeah, that's about it. Also, Space Braham Lincoln was the. The, uh, the leader of the, uh, who stays on the space shuttle, of the shuttle, though, looks just like Abraham Lincoln. Like, to the point where it could not have been unintentional. Yes. But yeah, so what do we want <laughs> what do we want to talk about with this fucking movie? Um, I have stuff to say. Okay, yeah, let's do it. Because I only made one note and gave up. Which said, this story's kind of complex. That's where I stopped taking notes. Nice. So, um, 
Yeah, that's all you need. Just man, there's a lot of things in this movie. The end. There are a lot of things. So twenty thousand years have passed. Twenty thousand, and there's a lot of. Okay, so I don't know how many threads are really going to be explored in the next of the three movies. There's, like, I guess all the plants on Earth are weird and sharp now, and that's yeah. never really explained. And along with, like, more dangerous wildlife, and Godzilla is massive, and they gotta take him down. Like, it's an introduction to... Let me describe this. Is this more like the first act of a movie and not the first act of a trilogy? I'd say that's fair. I would say... Yeah, that feels very fair. Not the first act. It feels like the first half of one movie. Yeah. But yeah, that that is a fair thing to say. Because it takes... Because they're just driving around looking for Godzilla and doing little things for, like, half the movie. Like, it kind of reminded me back to, like, some of our least favorite moments in the other Godzilla movies where they're just wandering around. Like, it was... Oh, goodness. I think... Because there were some good moments in this, but, like, it's just so surrounded by... I'm just kind of bored. And so much of that is from those first like 15 minutes where it doesn't it doesn't introduce you very well. It's just here's this massive info dump on all the stuff that's happening while it's hard to connect with all that. Like you you got to slowly drip feed that stuff. All at once it's like, "Oh my goodness, like I can't keep track of these people, and it doesn't help that the aliens look so close to people. Yeah. So close. I We thought they were people. Like, yeah. Like, my first pass-through, I don't even, of watching this film a couple months ago, I don't even remember there being a- aliens. <laughs> but I also didn't remember much of this movie, because it's very forgettable. Yeah. But the fact that you weren't even able to remember there were aliens. Yeah, that's like, the thing. Like, it's, it shows that, I mean, I'm not going to be able to remember this going into the second one, but that that's okay, because we only really got to know that big Godzilla show up. Yeah. <laughs> and Cavewoman. Woo! So, I have been, while you've been talking... Yes. Looking through Letterboxd to look okay. at some of the lowest reviews for this movie. Okay. And I found this one that I find very funny. Yeah, I'm not watching the other two episodes if they think this shit is even possible. (laughs) Possible? Yeah! That's their problem with this? Godzilla? Yeah. Get a grip. Grow up. (laughs) If the other two episodes are even... Wait, wait. Do you think they meant... Can I see the... Is that again? Okay. Back to that one. So they said if the other two episodes are even possible? Oh, shit. No, they said passable. That makes more sense. Oh, okay. Okay. Because... That... (laughs) I misread it. Yeah. I misread. 
Yeah, so they think this shit is even passable. Okay. Possible would be funnier, but I'm assuming yeah. it's <laughs> Yes, so passable. But, like, yeah, that makes sense because this is... I would not... You know, if we did not have a Godzilla-themed podcast focused on Godzilla media... We would never re- return to this trilogy. No, we would say... I, I practically brought that up to Dolan. I was like, why don't we just read the summary of the next two and call it an episode? But they were like, no, like, you know, we, for the sake, for the sake of our craft, <laughs> we will, we will watch the other two. We're not going. Not next. Yeah. God, no, not next, but. <laughs> no, not as the next movie, because we, our little hearts just couldn't take it. <laughs> okay, I've got another fun one. Okay. I remember watching this a long time ago and hating it, so I decided to give it another shot. Nah, still not a fan. Weeaboozilla looking ass. Weeaboozilla? Yeah, Weeaboozilla looking <laughs> ass. Oh, oh my goodness. It's it's not it's not something that I can think about. Oh, I'll like it better on the next time. Which leads me to Moan have what'd you feel watching it again? Is it the same reaction? I liked it less this time. Less than a good sign. <laughs> like, I thought there were some cool kills Godzilla got the first time I watched it, and this time I was like, were they, though? Or did I have edibles before watching this movie? The world <laughs> may never know. Legal state, Massachusetts, covering my ass. Yeah, yeah, we're good. <laughs> we're good. Don't go knocking on the door. Or if you do, bring weed. Yeah. So you can send it to our address at <laughs> So um at King of the Casters at gmail.com. <laughs> yeah, send us a Google Drive link to some to some uh, to some good weed and edibles at King of the Casters at Google Drive.com. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, this is not This is not a great. traditionally good movie. No or a non traditionally okay, okay, good okay. movie. Okay. Okay. Coben's crying. We hurt his feelings. Oh, buddy. Oh, buddy. I mean, like... we can get Dahlia to re-record the theme song? <laughs> with with NBN Brandon and Coben, who's a director. <laughs> this, this person's definitely in, like, in their 40s or 50s, and they're like... But I keep... You keep seeing me eyeline it as if I'm looking at a toddler who's upset. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, so... Um... This movie... Where do you... Where do you rank this among the other kaiju movies we have seen? Is this the worst one? I can't tell if this... Or... King Ghidorah that we watched last time is a more boring movie. Okay, okay. I mean, we're going longer on this one, so, you know, it's bad, but we at least have stuff to say about it. Yeah, I think that um, the King Ghidorah movie is... That episode's probably still been going over shortest for a while. Yeah. But um, what I'm going to... I'm going to defend King Ghidorah on this and say that the monster looks very good in that movie, though. And the monster looks like ass in here. Yes. And the you also don't have an info dump in Ghidorah the Three-Headed Monster. You don't have a situation where ten minutes in, you're like, 
I'm supposed to remember uh, what now? You're just, hey, big three-headed thing is uh, opening up on the mine. There's a mine in it. Like, it's a simpler movie. I can see myself going back to Bear of the Three-Headed Monster while I'm, like, high, and I'm like, oh, this could be a good time. <laughs> I cannot see myself doing that with this movie. Coben just uh, tugged on my sleeve and brought me down to whisper in my ear, and he mm-hmm. said that, I'll just repeat in the same way he said it to me. I thought the audience would be smart. I wanted them to trust me. I'm a big smart boy director. Yay. (laughs) Indeed. Maybe the next, maybe I have heard nothing about these movies, so I don't know. Do you think it is, okay, actually, yes, so... So do you think that's about the same range as a Bear Threaded Monster? I think it's better. I think the bear is better. Ghidorah. Oh, sorry. We we love Ibira. Ibira is our favorite. So okay. Far. Yes, Ibira is the top one. If you have not listened to that episode yet, that we've been, it's been uploaded by this point, please do. It is our best episode. It is one of our best, at least. Yeah. Like it is a great movie. Watch the movie and then listen to our commentary about it. it. You will not regret it. It is kaiju gold. So, I think. Yeah, I I think this is gonna this is pretty low for me, this ep, this movie. Um, yeah. I don't know if it's would I rather be bored or actively angered by a little by a little little flesh goblin on screen? Oh, <laughs> son of God! So Manila is your other option. <laughs> yeah. So like, I've dug past the bottom of the barrel, and I am digging with a shovel. Towards the corpse <laughs> buried underneath the dirt, and I think okay, that. Okay, but outside of the character of Manila, you really liked Son of Godzilla. Okay, Son of Godzilla is better overall. Yeah, if you had to like, but you know that's also like a. But other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was your play? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So yeah, I think this is this is probably one of the bottom of the Toman polls. But I'm wondering, do you think it is going to get better? Because I swear on the second one, from the picture we saw, he or it's the second or the third, he's fighting like a monster. Uh, the one where like it's like some weird golden snake thing around him. Yeah, that's the third from the looks of it. Okay. I don't know. I've been really mean with this bit towards this director Coben, but uh, so I feel. Like, I hope he did better, because I'm sorry for pretending you were a toddler, Mr. Coben, but, uh, but you did it in a fun way, not, he's so dumb and childish, but yeah, um, but no, I'm just, okay, listen, I know that, I know that this is, I know this is difficult and everything, but please tell me this is going to get better. Is the next movie going to get better? <laughs> please, I know. I know sometimes it's... Go home, Bojack. <laughs> it's narcissistic and destructive, and it's boring, and it's got so much character development, but no one, I need you to tell me the next film is going to be a good film. Just just tell me that it's good. <laughs> P- please. All right. So... Hey, aren't you the guy... Aren't you the co-host on that Ibira episode? <laughs> Back in the 90s, Coben was my favorite director. (laughs) 
Oh my goodness. This poor dude. I know nothing about this guy. He'll never <laughs> listen to this episode. He's okay. Duh, 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 that you know of. Duh, duh, duh. Duh. Toho is just playing through the loudspeakers in the <laughs> office our episodes every two weeks. Yes. It's very difficult as it is the Japanese office and we're English, but that will not stop them. <laughs> International business language, bitch. <laughs> Yeah, so, um, I hope the other, I hope the next two are a bit good. We're, we gotta watch them now, but I have very, this film lowered my expectations so far that perhaps the next two will make me some enjoyability. Yeah. We cannot, we can't go much further down from here. So on that happy note, um. We can't do Make It Gritty this week because... We're not gonna pitch the cervixes in uh, this in <laughs> fucking monsterverse Godzilla. Damn it! There goes my pitch. <laughs> so instead, we're doing something a little different. Brand, this was Brandon's idea. We're gonna pitch our own ideas for how this movie concept should have played out. Yes. So you know, the basic concept is Godzilla. The monsters have taken over Earth, and it's been twenty thousand years. And, you know, it's the first act of a three-act three movie, or a three-part film series, but, you know, you don't your pitch doesn't have to be that for all three. But it could be. So it's, it's malleable. So this is, um, this will be fun. It's going to be a change of pace. But, yeah. So, um, let's get into it here. So yeah. do you, would you like to start with your pitch, or would you want me to start with mine? You've been working harder on yours, so I'll go first so we can build to you. Okay, okay. Alright. I'm calling my Godzilla film The Green. Okay. And in it. So, we've abandoned Earth because Godzilla and other kaiju took over. But we still... People will... Humans go, like, for for hunting trips Mm. back to Earth. And... There, a a skilled hunt, a skilled lady hunter played by Milford Roberta Brown, is gonna. Okay. I don't know why you said lady hunter. I thought it was like a playboy, but yeah. (laughs) Skilled playboy, Millie Roberta Brown. Just a hunter. Okay. Millie Bobby Brown is, but you know because it's kind of a hacky movie, they're gonna accentuate the fact that she is a woman. Yes. position i don't need no man to go on these hunts she's bringing rich people on the on these trips but Mm. and you know they shoot they're not shooting like big kaiju but like some you know some baby rodans and stuff like just see what you can get for the big haul and then when they're flying back after a big hunt their plane or spaceship i guess spins out and they crash land, and they have to survive in the wilderness while being pursued by Godzilla, this pa- the, these hunters, mm. uh, led by Millie Bobby Brown, and and so she slowly over the move course of the movie, these rich twats are uh, picked off by Godzilla and other kaiju. I'm um, imagining a sequence in which a character played by 
pick a good character actor for this that I like. Uh, Danny DeVito. Jimmy Smits, I'm going to go. Oh, okay. Jimmy Smits is like an old hunter, an old rich guy poacher dude, and he like falls off a cliff and onto Anguirus' back and just... (laughs) But yeah, so they're all picked off slowly until it's only Millie Bobby Brown, and she's got limited supplies. Mm. So she's got a couple of like alcohol bottles, and she breaks them and like wraps them around her wrists Mm. and gets ready to face off with Godzilla, staring him in the eyes. Cut to credits. Ambiguous ending. Ah. And as I said, it's called The Green. Ooh. I believe that's a reference to something, but I don't know. I just pretty much pitched the plot of the Liam Neeson Wolf movie, The Grey. Oh! That's all the work that I did for my pitch. I read the Wikipedia summary <laughs> for The Grey, and I decided how I could retrofit this. A lot of this. it. I mean, a lot of it sounds fun. Um. How ambiguous a millimeter pound with a bottle versus <laughs> Godzilla. I mean, Godzilla's not the size of like a tiger. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't, I like, I like, you're like, it's ambiguous, but like anyone watching, I think they have a pretty good idea. Okay, how it's fine. Gonna end. During the course of it, she accidentally grows to Godzilla's <laughs> Then it's ambiguous. Yeah, it's this realistic world with a hundred monsters. And then, ooh, this bottle shows up and says, drink me. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. That's Fucking great. rampage juice from Dwayne Johnson's <laughs> Rampage. Exactly. <laughs> And the bottle grows too. <laughs> oh my goodness! All right. Yeah. So that's great, though. It's Hit fun. Me with your pitch. I like the sound of hunting monsters. Of the gray, but in the Godzilla verse. <laughs> yes. So, um, mine keeps pretty similar to this film, but makes some important changes. Okay. So my alternate pitch is Godzilla has emerged, and just like in this movie, he is a definitive villain. He is ravishing the earth. He is boiling lakes, burning cities, like causing earthquakes, etc. He is destroying everything. He's the only monster, you know, he's the only kaiju that's on earth. And at the end of the intro, humanity sends out a ship into the stars <laughs> to try to find another kaiju that can defeat Godzilla. Yeah. So the rest of the movie follows two protagonists. One is on that ship, encounter encountering like fun kaiju in space. Yeah. Like I brought up to Nolan during the movie, I'm like, if there's a single scene where a space kaiju attacks this ship, it will be so cool. Because yeah. there's a lot of kaiju that just fly in space and stuff. And then Nolan was like, oh, you're going to be disappointed. <laughs> so now I'm sad. Um, but yeah, I think that could be really fun. Like they have like cannons on the sides of the ship and like, you know, you got... S- Monsters trying to attack the ship and everything. So they go on this big perilous journey. And the kaiju they bring back to Earth could be like a fun favorite, like Mothra. Just a really nice big favorite monster. And I thought you were going Gigan when you said space. It could be. Yeah. You could fit in any of the monsters in there. And while this is happening on Earth, 
where we see humanity just desperately hold on until the ship returns in two years. And the people on Earth figure out Godzilla's weakness. Something like electricity, something that's really difficult to do, but they can manage to do it. But we see in the, like, towards the, you know, towards the third act, they attempt to do this, and it does work, but for some reason, like, they can't finish it. They kind of fail. Like, they're trying to shock electricity, the power goes out right before he's dead. Like, they're so close, and they can't just can't finish him off. So, Godzilla continues his rampage, almost complete failure ensures, tons of people die in this, and they sort of plead to the stars that the spaceship's going to return, because it's been about two years. And then the spaceship comes back. Like, we see a cut, and then the spaceship approaches Earth, fully prepared to stop this. Godzilla in this movie is about, like, 100, let's say, like, 100 meters, so, like, 300 feet tall. He's a big fella. He's raising shit to the ground. So the spaceship's coming in, and they're ready to stop him. They got Mothra on their side. Mothra's as big as he is. It's going to be a fair fight, and they're going to, like, they got enough stuff to try to take him out otherwise. So as they prepare to land at the military base that took off from, the ship's AI is like sort of fritzing out because you can show earlier on in the movie a bunch of like little raptor flying things. They're going to be the same monsters from, the, from this movie. Just in space because fuck it. Are attacking the ship, navigation, they, you know, static electricity, stuff's failing, et cetera, et cetera. So the ship's AI messes up and directs them to just land in the middle of the woods. Just drops them there, kind of a crash landing. But they get there, and the main character doesn't think much about this. And they land, and they discover that this is the military base. And it's very overgrown remnants of pretty much nothing. And then they wander around, and they get to the top of the hill, where they can see their city ruins just lush with green, and a massive 500-meter-tall Godzilla. They hadn't left for two years. It was 2000. And that's where part one ends. And then... They wander upon... (laughs) Godzilla in a gown with a crown holding a torch. Protruding from the (laughs) beach. And the main character falls to their knees and yells, You maniacs! You blew it up! God damn you! God damn you all to hell! (laughs) <laughs> yeah but i was kind of thinking um those inner those protagonists working at the same time could kind of work how westworld oh, spoilers <laughs> how a show like um has westworld been out long enough the first season at least which is the only one you cared about and okay watched, so okay. i'm guessing that's what i watched you're going i with. watched season two i watched season two i tried <laughs> season three i couldn't get into it yeah season two was kind of like uh Oh, delicious farts. So season two's biggest problem, I think, was that... Spoilers for... Spoilers for... So the first season, you uh, know... For Westworld, by the way. Big spoilers. <coughs> but yeah, so the first season of Westworld pretty much built around this giant twist that, you know, it was actually two timelines we were following. It was present it to us in a way where it looked like we were watching stuff happening at the same time, mm. but it was actually two separate timelines, which yes. was 30 years apart. W- yeah, which was a very cool twist that worked really well. Yeah. They then, not so much as a twist, but just 
because in their minds, I guess, they were a non-linear storytelling show. Mm. Needlessly confused season two with non-linear storytelling. That was really not necessary. Because, like, it doesn't even make... Because Westworld was, like, yes, it was a non-linear storytelling show, but it was never presented to the audience like that. That was the yeah. that was the genius of the first season, was the twist turning out that, oh, we're in two separate timelines. It wasn't, yeah. like... Like, it was still very easy to follow. Yeah. It was just that reveal was like, whoa, and then season two comes along and it's like, now we're showing it out of order, and I'm like, yeah. what is even happening? I will say, the I did... I did like Ben Barnes in season two. Mm. He only has like one episode because he was a regular in season one, and then season two you get to see like his like they go into his mind in like the season finale because they've been following everyone's mind and just and you know you see out of you see. I think in order, actually, that one. But you see his decline over the years leading up to his eventual suicide. And it's probably the best episode Westworld ever did with the best performance in the show. Great stuff. But again, Westworld kind of... Westworld, is, as Brandon says, oh, these farts smell delicious. It gets really far into that. And, like, by the... It's so disappointing because... Westworld season one, that final shot that leads into season two, oh, like that final just part, the man in black getting shot in the shoulder and like smiling as he watches actual watches the robots that can now actually kill him descending upon him with horses, is like fucking like, dope. Like he's finally like, oh, the danger's real. Like I'm finally yeah. like feeling alive again and stuff. It's like yeah. that is the perfect way to end that first season yeah and get you excited for the second and the second just kind of yeah and then the third one it's funny because we brought it up when you when we, uh season three started and i think you were like yeah i'm starting to watch it i'm like okay let me know how it goes i guess it didn't go super well i kind of like like i just lost so much interest which the first episode of season three is actually really good but mm. it's because it's it mostly is following just it's like its own thing of Aaron Paul just living as like a low life, uh, not as just, you know, a guy who's struggling, you know, doing crime where he needs you to make ends meet yeah. in the real world of Westworld of that Westworld takes place in, you know, quote unquote, the, just what the future's like. Yeah. And it's a really cool, like self-contained episode. And that's just shit like, Oh, Spoilers, I guess, but I don't care about this show, and you shouldn't either. Uh, oh, looks like everyone's Dolores, actually. What? <laughs> yeah! Whoa, 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 whoa. So, like, they get, like, three or four episodes in, and they okay, reveal okay. that, like... Is that the season ending? No. Is that every... Just, like, What do you mean four... by every... What do you mean by everyone's Dolores? Is there just... So, you remember how season two ends with two Doloreses, Tessa Thompson is playing a robot with one of Dolores' personalities in her, and then the other... I think Evan Rachel Wood is the actress who plays Dolores, is playing, you know, the other Dolores. There's, I like, think... five fucking Doloreses out in the real world, it turns out. Five? Yeah, like, five of them. 
Oh my goodness. Like, everyone's Dolores. In the same <laughs> way where the twist used to be, oh, you're a robot too. Now it's, oh, you're a Dolores. <laughs> Oops, all Dolores. <laughs> this isn't a Westworld podcast, though, so we should. Westzilla, king of the world. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's unfortunate. But I think it's a good point to bring up, because, like, this... I think that two very different show, different media types that um, sort of lost her interest. I mean, this one never never had it. So what you're saying is, it's okay because they're connected because we found both boring. <laughs> That's yes. The <laughs> Don't worry, folks. We're we're here to talk about boring stuff all day. <laughs> no, I'm joking. But um, yeah. So overall, this movie um, it's the first. I guess it's the first animated Godzilla movie. Yeah, it's the first one. That's pretty yep. cool. So, I mean, that's cool for me. I like animation. Yeah. Um, so, uh, not a great first start, but you know. Any wrap-up thoughts? Um, I think, okay. I think for the next two movies, it would be good for us to write down some predictions we would have. And we'll predict them and share them on the episodes we do of those, which we, we promise we'll do. We do not promise it'll be soon. <laughs> 2045 <laughs> no joking but um yeah i think that could be fun because then that will give us something to talk about where it's like oh well you know i thought this may happen i mean what leads do we have a uh, big godzilla and cave woman but yeah. i mean that's something to and go the off posters of. but yeah, that's it, and yeah. the posters yeah but yeah so next week we're doing something special though we're doing oh we're doing like a, so, a new type of media so, yeah, we found an old, old episode of Podzilla, which you guys didn't know this, but this is actually the second iteration of Podzilla King of the Castors. Originally, it's a, it's a reboot of what was originally a 1920s radio show. And in that, they reviewed Godzilla-based media 30 years before Godzilla came into existence. It was an early draft of the series. So, but they are... We found a they, where they're... A, their hosts we found an old uh an old recording of the original iteration of podzilla with uh the hosts uh nathaniel boris nightingale and the other host barnaby blowhard folks he he picked that name for his own pseudonym right there and remember he's the straight one of us too (laughs) he chose blowhard and he's the straight one but (laughs) We're doing a couple of Godzilla radio plays next week, and we're going to pretend to be 1920s dudes. That's the bit. See you next week. (laughs) See ya.